Welcome to Just Us and God. This is Ellen speaking. And today I have a fairly serious word from the Lord. Uh, I've woke this morning to a vision and I need to explain a little so that you can understand it. Um, in our kitchen we have a round table in the middle of the room and we have chairs around it. And I often come in to find that my son has dragged a chair to the edge of the room to climb up and get something he's not supposed to and hasn't put the chair back. And sometimes there'll be two or three chairs, but they're usually in different parts of the kitchen. In this vision, there were three chairs all accumulated in one corner of the kitchen next to each other, as if they were all there to climb up to the one corner, even though the first and second chairs hadn't been put back. And the Lord said to me, things are going to happen in quick succession now. And when I sat down to pray, he gave me two scriptures. He first gave me chapter 2 of Romans, and then he gave me 1 Corinthians, uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, which um, because of the way that things happened when I read that, I'm going to read verses 16 to 18 um, because I think they're all relevant. I'm going to read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 16 to 18 first and then I'll read Romans chapter 2 because it's lengthy I'm going to come back again to 1 Romans chapter 3 16 to 18 just to refresh to refresh our, our memories. So in the New King James 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 16 to 18 reads like this do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. Now this is a New Testament scripture. It is very tempting as Christians to kid ourselves that God is not a God of judgment and not a God of wrath. In the Old Testament, yes, he comes across that way. In the New Testament, less so. There are still um, examples where he does, um, but it's very easy to kid ourselves. Um, something that I heard someone point out at one point is the Old Testament covers a much longer period of time than the New Testament does. And so that's one reason why there are more examples of God's wrath and judgment on people in the Old Testament. And another reason, um, the other reason escapes me right now. Oh no, the other reason is God, <laughs> he's very patient and he's very merciful. He's loving and kind. And I guess something else that's really important to remember is that God always warns us. He doesn't come out of nowhere with no um, explanation and do nasty things to his people. And so with that in mind, I'm going to read Romans chapter 2 now. Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge, for in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, 
that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impertinent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Who will render to each one according to his deeds? Eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honour and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish, on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. Lord judges his church before he judges the rest of the world. But glory, honour and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He also favours us first. For there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. Indeed, you are called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God and know his will and approve the things that are excellent, being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, having the form of knowledge and truth in the law. You, therefore, who teach one another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, as it is written, for circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law, but if you are a breaker of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision, and will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, judge you who, even with your written code and circumcision, are a transgressor of the law. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. So I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 to 18 now. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. 
let no one deceive himself if anyone among you seems to be wise in the age in this age let him become a fool that he may become wise um something i feel that the lord is wanting to emphasize at the moment is many 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 of us are too interested in making sure that everyone else or judging everyone else making sure everyone else is doing the right thing we hold other people to account more than we hold ourselves to account and that's actually a naturally human thing to do it's natural for us humans to um to to think as if to, to overlook our own iniquities and see other people's iniquities um so another thing that i think the lord is wanting to draw out here is it's not through going through processes it's not through um rituals um outward things that will make us um make us right with god it's only through having a clean heart um, a purified heart there's a scripture that says purify your heart O double-minded um, it is not enough to be doing living for god in some ways and going against um, what he wants in other ways we've we've run out of time for that um God has been giving me teachings for 18 months, calling people, particularly initially his leaders, but all of his people to clean up our lives. And now he's, he's, well, in the last six months or 12 months, he's been saying your time's starting to run out. And it's now the time we've, we've crossed a line and it is no longer safe for us if we keep doing what we're not supposed to be doing it doesn't matter how good we look to other people or on the outside it doesn't matter how well we know theology it doesn't matter what we're doing to convince ourselves that we're being christian if we don't have pure hearts if we're not single-minded just for god and living the gospel through our actions we are not safe now i know this is a harsh word but again the lord offers these words out of his mercy and kindness to give us an opportunity to confess and repent and to come into alignment with his will for us He loves us so much, but he is also a God of justice. And if he's going to let us off, then the next thing he lets other people off. And that's not in God's nature. He's a just God and we need to be in the right position to receive his favour instead of his wrath. I, I just pray... Lord, I pray that you open our hearts to receive this message and to allow it to mould us and shape us. 
Lord, I just shake off condemnation now in Jesus' name. Lord, you've offered a word previously about guilt and that we don't need guilt, but we simply need to repent and turn to you. Lord, I think, thank you that you love us and that in your mercy and kindness you do share us and share with us what is on your heart and you don't leave us in the darkness to be surprised by the things that are coming. Lord, I pray that you brace us, um, gird us, Lord, with your truth so that we embrace your truth, Lord, and that our actions flow from this in every way. Lord, help us to understand what you're trying to tell your people at the moment because there is a sense of urgency. Lord, I know that time is running out and I thank you, God, for your heart for us. I thank you that you love us so much. Lord, I thank you that you lead lead the mothers gently. Thank you, God, for your provision. Lord, above all, I ask that you give us faith. Give us faith, strength and courage to stand in the time that is coming. In Jesus' name, amen.